0: Log Talk Radio.
1: into a little bit of a bind but Tracy has come to the rescue um, tonight we were supposed to have Kimberly Moxley on my show um, she has canceled because she's at the ER so I have Tracy Ann coming on tonight and we are going to be talking about our boobitches group so this is a ladies only group <laughs> and I'm true I'm very excited about it So, I'm not going to keep Tracy waiting because we got like an hour. Well, we don't even have that now, we've got fifty six minutes left. So hold on. Unmute her. Tracy. Are you
2: there?
1: Are you are you there? Can you hear me?
2: I can hear you loud clear. Can Can you hear me? (laughs) Thank you. Yes.
1: Thank you for the rescue.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No problem. Hey, that's what boobies oh my are for. Gosh.
1: Yeah, that's right. I appreciate that.
2: <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. I think that, you know, the more we talk about this event, the more people are going to come on board and be involved. And, you know, let's. I I want to hype it up, man. I think it's going to be amazing. Uh,
1: it will be. It will be. And we've already sold. We don't even have that. How many ticks do we have left the last time we checked?
2: 20 because we shoot. How many? I I don't know. I don't math. <laughs> we started okay. with 30. I, I know there's been at least four tickets. I don't know about today because Dennis, of course, is on the road rescuing somebody whose engine blew up. Uh, So I don't oh, know yeah. what the Eventbrite has sent to him. But I know that tickets are slowly going. But as the event gets closer to the 30th of August for next year, because that's the event date, is April 30th, May 1st, right over Beltane weekend of 2022. Uh, the tickets are going to get sold quickly. I think this is going to be a sellout event, not only because it's the, one of the first ladies only that I'm, at least for the cabin that I'm aware of, but also because of the cause that we're sponsoring, which is uh, one of our local shelters in Virginia to, that, that helps with the uh, survivors of domestic violence. So I think that that cause is going to be dear to many people. I agree, and I, I think the event's going
1: to sell out here within the next couple weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm
2: excited, because if it does me. sell out, we're going to have another one.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is for a good call.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about how it got started. A phone call, just like this, with you. Yeah. Actually, I said it started because you were wearing a really cool T-shirt on Facebook, and I really liked the picture. It said boo something. I thought it said mm-hmm. bitches. What did your shirt say? It said bitch club. Bitch club. But it had a little ghost on it, right? It did.
1: Yeah. It's yeah, from the bitch so club. For some
2: reason, in my dyslexic brain, it saw boo bitches, and I thought, well, isn't that cool? That would be such a fun thing. And then I'm laying in bed, you know, how you, know, you do at night when you're, just, like, settling in. And I thought, two bitches? Wouldn't it be cool to have an all-female paranormal group? And then my brain went ping, and it said, wouldn't it be cool to have an event at the cabin? I'm like, hmm, I got access to that. I'm going to call my brother from another mother dentist. <laughs> <laughs> so I called you first, and I said, cool. And you were like, yes, yeah, yes, it would. And then we oh. talked about you know, getting Dennis in the cabin, and we just put him in on a three-way call and roped him right in. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> I still think he needs to show up in pink press on nails, a wig, and a dress so he can come and be an honorary boo-bitch. I think that would be hysterical. If he shows up and dragged to that event, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's hard how it though? started. It was just a conversation, a conversation with an idea, And then I thought, if it's going to be ladies only, what is something that women can really help support other women? And the first thing that came to my mind was domestic violence because so many women in the paranormal have been attacked, solicited, raped, abused. I thought, there's so many of us out there that we don't tell our stories and we don't even know how to support each other that Boo Bitches would not only be a group that supports domestic violence, but supports survivors within its own group to provide a safe space. And eventually I would love to see this group become kind of like that group that's, uh, you know, the bikers that take kids to their court appointments
3: Mm
2: -hmm. and then they sit there around the child as protection and support so that if someone walks in in a Boo Bitch t-shirt to one of your events, you know, right there, you have a representative. You have someone who is going to support you, who is going to be there to listen, who's going to be there to make sure everybody has a safe event. And if shit goes down and there's a boobitch at your event, you better be on point. <laughs> That's, That's kind of right. really cool. It's to help support and yeah, just just to be a present. Kind of like right. Hell's Angels are a presence, but be a more positive presence.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll just be but, a I, I, just I just kind
2: of have this, yeah, I just kind of had this feeling that this could be something really big. You know, well, yeah. to quote the movie Hercules, indoor plumbing, is going to be big. <laughs> 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 bitches, it's going <laughs> to be big. But yeah. even if it doesn't go anywhere I, beyond <laughs> one event, I think this event would be stellar. One, it's at the Cabin. I mean, come on! That place is amazing. You you've investigated there so many more times. Tell some stories. Talk about that location.
1: Exactly. There's just so much. There's just so much to tell about the cabin on 360. It's like there is not one time that I have not been to the cabin on 360 where there has been activity, whether it's in the Brook Rancher, whether it's in the woods, whether it's in the cabin itself upstairs. I mean, there's just it's such an active place. Um, you can't get me, well, you just can't get me better than the cabin. You, you can't. It's just, like I said, it's so active, and I have investigated there quite a few times, you know, and it's just, I haven't, gosh, I have clear-cut EVPs of just so many different things. With the cabin. Well,
2: I really so. the last time. I think it was one of the last times you were there. You guys were upstairs in the brothel bedroom. yeah, Upstairs in the cabin. And you were getting so much light conversation and the EDPs of the women coming through. And, again, domestic right. violence right there at the cabin. It happened. Right. You know, I would love to touch base with those spirits. What happened?
1: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that would be very right, interesting.
2: And then, if you add in the Civil War history and the Battle of Bethesda Church and Cold—is it Cold Creek? Cold Cold Harbor. Cold Harbor. Cold Harbor. Um, and the fact that the the you know so many men on that property, both Union and Confederate, and the history of that land during the Civil War, and we've got seven acres of it to go out and play in um mm-hmm. the uh there was one time i was out the very first time i ever came to the cabin we were out in the woods and we had out uh, the whole group was out in the woods and we had our flashlights and we were all out there doing our thing and myself another gentleman and his son somehow got separated from the herd i think i went off to go look at something there was something uh, on the tree like a hunter's reflector and i saw it glitter mm-hmm. and i wanted to see what it was you know me glitter i'm gone <laughs> because I have a fleet and I'm a fairy by trade. So anyway, I just, they went with me to investigate and we turned around and the group was gone. I swear to Goddess Jerry that we walked through some kind of a doorway. We walked through something that just took us out into the woods by ourselves. It was just the three of us. And we could not find Dennis. And you know, he's got that big old candle flashlight that could, you know, land a plane. Nothing. Yep. we couldn't see anybody. We couldn't hear anybody. And we were yelling and yelling for Dennis and couldn't find anything. And I tripped and fell at that point. Oh and God. I ended up with a shard of bone buried in my right knee. Went through my jeans, went right into my knee. And I didn't know what it was when oh. I fell on it. But when I stopped and I put my light on it and I pulled it out, because you know me, I'm a paramedic. Oh, I just rip it out, put the dirt in it, and it's fine. <laughs> I looked at it real close. And it was a shard of bone. Now, I don't know if it was animal or human, but what I tripped over was one of those five plots that have the mounding over the top and the semicircle that have the yucca plants, the Jerusalem thorns, as almost like headstones. Because that's what I saw when I looked up after I got myself out of the dirt. I looked up and I saw the, the yucca plants. And I thought...
3: Oh, wow.
2: Uh-huh. Those aren't native to here. And that's when Dennis later told me that's what they would use to mark the graves of their dead. So I have pictures of the bone. I can post them on, on your site or what have you. But I, they, when the cabin got robbed, the bone got taken. But I have pictures oh, of God. the bone. And you can see where it had been gnawed by, you know, by little critters with little teeth. But the interesting thing right. about it was you can still see the cap of the humerus where it articulates to the elbow. And the saw striations of of it being cut off, the, straw, the, the, the saw striations were so perfect, and it was it was just mind mind boggling to me. So that was my first event out there. And then after I you know pulled the bone out of my leg, I looked up and I could see flashlights again, and I yelled for Dennis, and he yelled back, and he came and he got us. And we went back to the cabin to clean up my leg, and he was looking at the bone like, holy crap, you know, this is, wow, this is crazy. But um, right. that's, that's the night that they discovered the five plots, fell in them. And, but it was this <laughs> whole time warp continuum of absolute, it was just me, that man, and his son. Nobody else was around. We could not find them. And all of a sudden, it was like a veil lifted, and now we could see flashlights, we could see glow sticks, but they weren't there for that whole event of me falling over so the, the burial pit it was just insane and then we had gone out for another investigation it was my first time my husband robbie had joined us and you know when i walk into the house of the brick rancher i open the door and i yell to dobby the basement elf honey i'm home <laughs> i just turned <tear> my <laughs> tail out of that thing because it pissed me off and uh robbie was in the house with us when we came back out we were all sitting on the front porch of the cabin And Robbie was leaning over the railing, and he was very
3: quiet and
2: separated from the group. And that's not him. He's an extremely social man from New Orleans can talk to anybody and loves to talk to people. So for him to be off by himself and unsocial was really strange. So I walked over to him, and I put my hand on his back and started rubbing his back and asked him, "Yo, baby, are you okay? And he looked, his head rotated slowly, and he looked at me like he was about to rip my head off. I was not looking at my husband. Those were not his eyes. It was not his face. His face was contorted in anger. He's never looked at me like that, even when I pissed him off, never. He's the gentlest spirit in the world. Well, Dennis was standing just to Robbie's right, and I looked up at Dennis, and I said, something ain't right. He said, step away from him for a minute. So I did, and Robbie went back to just kind of leaning on the the porch and He just, his whole body was not, something wasn't right. It just was, you just had that feeling. This ain't right. Grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and said, come on, son, we got some stuff to do. He went out, put him behind the cab and put him on his knees in the dirt and said, prayers to St. Michael over him and kicked off Dobby. This, no, here's where it gets better. While he's back in the backyard praying with my husband to get this thing off of him, whatever this clinger was, my daughter, who's a flight attendant for Delta, calls me on the phone. And she says, Mama, I just wanted to tell you before you hear anything on the news, I'm safe. I said, what the hell happened? She goes, we had an engine fire. We, had, we lost an engine today in the air, and we had to make an emergency stop in Atlanta. But before you hear anything about it or see it on Facebook, I want you to know I'm okay. So not only did this thing attack my husband, but I firmly believe that it also attacked my daughter. So because I come at this thing full frontal, he can't attack me. He just, he just can't get to me. But instead, he went around a back door and attacked the two people I love most.
1: Right. That's scary.
2: That's so something D- so Dami powerful. So and I that have some words to have at the next event. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that little, I won't say bad words on your show, but that little, <laughs> and I are going to have a little minute. We're going to have a come to Jesus meeting because mm, you don't mess with mine. That's just so, not right, oh, but that shows, was a really X, that was my my second second or third time to the cabin. Oh
1: my goodness, my show's like X rated and people know that or R rated, so not oh, X R rated. Oh, so okay, well, people well, know that a, there's going to be some cussing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, people well, know, a, yeah, people know it, I, it's
1: I, an R rated show. Or yeah, R rated. <laughs> I keep saying X rated. R-rated show. Well,
2: I, well, I'm not going that far. I mean, Dennis posting the banana pitcher day it was bad enough.
1: I know.
0: I don't think will ever speak out just anywhere. i trying
2: to eat breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> so, one, let's, I'm going to go back to talking about the. So, not only do we have the cabin, which has been a known portal of coming and going of multiple spirits. Not only do we have the Civil War soldiers, both Union and Confederate, but so we have the Bravo upstairs that is extremely active. Um, We know that every business that's been in this building has failed within a year. We have the Brick Rancher and there's the story of Melissa, which I'm going to encourage you to tell because you probably know way more about it than I do.
1: Well, at the Brick Rancher, um, there was this little girl that was getting ready to go to school. um, Junior high. Junior
2: high. Uh, her
1: stepbrother raped and murdered her and threw her, took her body out and, put, and shoved it in the cooler. So that is what happened. I thought you, it was the, a
2: refrigerator the, box or something. It was awful. Refrigerator was box.
1: Awful. Yes, it was a refrigerator box. Thank you. Um, so that is the story, part of the story on the Brick Rancher. And there's documented evidence that um, Melissa is still there. And uh, her brother, of course, her stepbrother went to prison, but he's been released since. Uh, So it's a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a
2: pretty
1: active, it's a pretty active place. Um, Trying to look at numbers as we're talking because I have some people calling in and I want to make sure that if Dennis does call in that I'm not leaving him off. So, that's sorry if I move around a um, <clears throat> No,
2: that's okay. You check your numbers. Um, Dennis has, and I'll tell the the what Dennis has at the cabin about that. He has a copy of all of the newspaper reports and clippings that he could find on Melissa's murder and investigation and court reporting. And so, I mean, he's got the documentation about what happened in that house, in the cabin. No. And uh, if you take time when you come in and read that and then go over to the Brick Rancher, it's an entirely different experience. And then Dennis had mentioned that Melissa sometimes gets blocked off by Dobby, the, the basement elf, because she'll be like, got to go, he's coming. And then poof, she's gone, because he won't let right. her be with us when he wants to come upstairs. And, and uh, right. I find that to be interesting. So we've got the woods, we've got the cabin, we've got the brick rancher. And what we're going to do, ladies, is we're going to have one heck of a great Lumber Party. So check-in starts at 2 o'clock on the 30th of April 2022. Dennis is going to be there to go over all this history in detail. He is the most phenomenal historian on this property. He's got the Civil War map like to the day of when they were on the property and he's got death totals and how many people died and where you know the whereabouts they were and the distances from property and he's got all the articles like I mentioned about Melissa and then the stories he can tell, about the cabin, about even him being asleep in the cabin and then waking up to find an elderly man standing at his feet and that he drew his weapon and actually put a bead on it and it disappeared. You know, so he's going to go oh, through wow. some of that history during, during his tour. And we're going to go out during the day and we're going to see the cabin and the rancher and the woods during the day. Because I don't know if you guys are like me, but I kind of like to get acclimated to my surroundings before it gets dark. That's just me. I want to learn where things are, including the bathroom. That's very important. But um, (laughs) then once that happens, we're going to encourage everyone to go put out their sleeping bags or set up their tents wherever they feel brave enough to actually close their eyes and try to sleep later that night. So if you want to sleep in the basement of the Brick Rancher, bring your cot. Come on in. You want to sleep up in the brothel? You want to go camp in the woods? Awesome. We're just going to make sure because um, I'm a nurse and Gwen is a, is a police officer that as everybody checks in when we get your name and you figure out where you want to sleep, that we know where you're going to be so that as the event coordinators are walking the property at night, we can just kind of know, count, make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be and that everybody's okay because this property has right. been known to e- cause teams to evacuate the premise in less than 15 minutes at the beginning of their investigation. And these are seasoned, professional teams that call Dennis up and say, come lock it up, we're leaving. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So we just want everybody safe and having a good experience. And then um, after you get your beds all set up and you know where you're going to be and you've checked in and told us where you're camping that night, we're going to have a nice potluck. So bring a dish to pass, bring snacks, soda. There's um, a Sam's Club and the grocery stores and things that we can make sure everybody gets to if they need to. And uh, we're going to have a potluck. We're going to sit down and have potluck. We're hoping that the shelter that is going to come on board to receive the donations will send a representative to come out and talk about what a domestic violence shelter is and what they do so that we can answer any questions about that. And then, um, son, you guys are going to get a chance to, to hang out and meet Gwen and Stephanie and Vanessa, and they're going to tell you about their experiences and what they do and how they do what they do. Gwen's going to be there with some of her books. She's a, a prominent author, and she's going to be there to, to autograph books if you want to buy a couple copies. Um, we're going to break out our tarot cards. We're going to have a super party. We're going to have some fun. And then about, we're going to have 11 11 o'clock to, about 11 o'clock to midnight or so, we're going to get Dennis said he's going to crack open the paranormal toolbox, and we're going to go investigate <laughs> all these spots. So uh, groups like, the ticket sales are limited to just 30 people. So it's 30 participants plus Gwen, Vanessa, Stephanie, myself, and you, Jerry, and Dennis. So with six people there, we figure we can group, go in groups of five and rotate locations to keep things small so that you can really experience the activity there. Um, once we've rotated through the, you know, through the uh, positions and we've gone through some time in each location, that's when we're going to encourage you to keep your tools running and see if you can go to sleep and find out what happens. In the morning right. we're going to meet up. We're going to have a good breakfast. I'm some campfire breakfast like. Might do some cooking in the cabin, make some pancakes or such. I haven't quite figured out the details yet, but I love camp- campfire cooking. So there might be some bacon and yeah. eggs in there somewhere. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, we- we're going to do a little oh. blessing. Go ahead, Drake.
1: No, go ahead. No, no, finish up. Please. I mean, keep talking. We're
2: gonna we're gonna do a little I, land yeah. blessing. We're not gonna we're not going because it's Beltane, and we don't care what religion you are. If you're Christian, agnostic, Catholic, pagan, don't care. Everyone's welcome. Everyone can bring their prayers and their energy. Everyone can bring themselves to that portion. We're gonna bless the land. We're not blessing the land to clear spirit. We're blessing the land to Thank, spirit. Thank you for letting us know you're here. Thank you for showing us what's coming next. Thank you for communicating with us. And then we're going to take a little bit, and we're going to clean that cabin, vacuum, windex, clean bathrooms, mop floors. And we're we'll going to do the same thing in the brick rancher. Give it a little woman's touch. Make it, make it ready for the next investigation to come on. And then, of course, we're going to leave some flowers for Melissa. And if anyone has uh, new toys, I don't want old, musty, smelly toys, but new toys like a teddy bear. Um, we can't have a bunch of it. But, you know, if you've got something special you want to leave for her, we'll leave it in her room. You can write her a love note. We'll leave it in her room. If it can't stay there for long, you know, because the property is technically for sale right now and they are showing it. But uh, if if it's, you know, Dennis needs to clean it up, he can pack it up and take it on back over to the cabin. But anyway, we're going to do mm-hmm. that, leave that for Melissa, and then uh, we'll vacate ourselves out about two o'clock in the afternoon so you'll have 24 hours solid on property and you know weird things happen even in the daylight over there weird things happen scrubbing the bathroom i mean i was sitting in the bathroom you know doing my girly business the one in the cabin and there's that little water heater and then there's an open space right across from the toilet I'm sitting there going, okay, somebody's standing right here. Somebody's right here with me. I'm like, oh, what a weird feeling. So I just said, you know what, thanks. I'll be I'll be out of your space in just a minute. Just, I'll finish my business and I'll be gone. And then I did. And then an investigative crew came through the next week, and they were doing the, I can't remember what it's called, uh, where they make the stick figures where they can pick up an entity and it oh. makes a little stick figure. Oh. And they shined that thing right into the bathroom and standing right where I felt somebody was a stick figure.
1: Oh, my God. You pervert. <laughs> oh God. That's creepy. Weird I
2: stuff, always feel like I'm being watched. At all hours. You are. You are in the bathroom <coughs> you and you're watching everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm being watched when I'm in that bathroom. It's not even a feel like. You are being watched, watched
2: anywhere. Yeah, yeah there is he's no feel right there like. they looking at you. Yeah, there but, is a no um, feel like. There's, there's so. a. I think there's one bathroom in the brick rancher. There's one bathroom in the cab. Or two, one bathroom that's working in the cabin. I don't think the upstairs bathroom works. No, it doesn't. I'm right. So there's. Mm-hmm. So there's two bathrooms for 30 participants. So we just have to, you know, take time and off and going pairs. 'Cause weird stuff always happens the minute you have your pants down. <laughs> now,
1: I don't I don't know if I, I don't know if I would want to go to the bathroom in the Brick Rancher. I'd be kinda of, that's just kinda of creepy. Like, how do you know Dobby ain't staring up at your butt cheeks when you're on the toilet?
3: Look, he can kiss those butt cheeks real <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, It's like creepy. Was- okay.
2: Yeah, speaking of Dobby, I thought it was interesting. Gwen's never had trouble with her computer programs to make the banners. But this time her computer yeah. crashed while she was making the banner for our event. I'm like, all right, Dobby, you're uh-huh. starting it already, huh? Uh-huh.
0: That was
2: crazy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm, that's true. I'm thinking that this this event is going to be the best career in party. And if it goes over well, I would love to host another event. And I, like I said in the Facebook post, and to New Orleans, we can take these events all over to bucket list places like Trans-Allegheny or Winchester Mansion if we can get in to investigate, or to the Whisper's Mansion in Indiana um, with Van, and over to maybe the Hinsdale House. These are all places that bitches are willing to investigate with, a, with good, strong teams of female investigators. So I'm hoping that this will get a little bigger than just 360 cabin. but I couldn't think of right. a better place to start because this place has it all.
1: Yeah, yeah, and now, it has so tell much Tell me what you know. Too.
2: Tell me what you know about our guests because I've only met them by chat and phone calls, but I haven't had a chance to. I'm, I'm a horrible person. I haven't had a chance to read a bio or check out a fan page or anything. So tell me about Gwen, well, and Vanessa,
1: I, and Stephanie. Well, Vanessa has been on my show. Vanessa Hogel has been on my show before. Um, and she is the author of quite a few books. And you can actually find her on Amazon. She sells her books on Amazon. She does reading. She's a psychic medium as well. Miss um, Gwen, I have recently met. So you'll have to apologize, or I'll have to apologize. I... Um, I, I know that Gwen and her have a, um, a T-shirt company together. Beyond that, it goes clothes and everything. And you'll have to apo- oh, i have to apologize like my shirt that I have is downstairs, and she's probably going to get me for not remembering the name of the company, but um, They do T-shirts, just everything you can think of. And I know that Gwen is a um, author as well. Now, Stephanie uh, is a psychic medium, and I know that she does readings. I'm not sure about cards. I think No, I think she does do cards also because I saw where she was doing a, uh, I think she had a special board. It was like a three-card draw for $10 or something like that. Very reasonable. So, you know, we have them coming on the show September 29th. So it's going to be really cool to, you know, have them come on as well and talk a little bit, just, you know, a little bit about who they are. Um, and that's about all I can tell you with, with the guests that that we have coming. Like I said, Vanessa has been on my show before, and we had a blast. <laughs> well, I can't wait just got you got that. to see them in person. Yeah, these, all three of these ladies, even though I haven't uh, met Stephanie or Gwen in person, they haven't been on my show, I just, you know, recently, um, you know, have met them through our conversations, they're not the type of people that you have to get to know, there are some people, you know how that goes, you have to get to know them with them, it's like a <laughs> well, connection instantly. They've
2: never, instantly. Met a, stranger. They've never yeah, exactly. a stranger, any of them. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's, so Instant connection, and, an yeah.
2: She's definitely hosting an event coming up here at the
1: cabin pretty soon, aren't they? Yeah, she has an event coming up. Oh, my gosh, I think I shared it to my Vibe Time page August. I want to say August 29th. I'm not sure, but if people go to the Vibe Time with Jerry page, I know I shared it on there. Um, yeah, they got an event coming up. I do know – um, that there is an event coming up to July 31st at the cabin as well. Um, if you want to go on Virginia Paranormal events page and look that up, or, or on the cabin on 360's page also. But, yeah, she has an event coming up in August, if I remember correctly. And I hope I'm right because I'm trying to – let me see if I can navigate here real quick. Hopefully yeah, they, they
2: still
1: had anything. tickets for sale. They were $60 a piece.
3: But it would be a
2: chance for people to get to meet her and her partner.
1: Yes. Actually, they had a show last week, and it was so good, I didn't even want to do my own show. (laughs) (laughs) I love John Stevens. I love John Stevens, and he's the best. I mean, we're really... You know, good friends. We do things together, not just paranormal. But you know, I know with Sister Donna and Daryl, and um, he's the one who's going to build your golf cart in the future. It's actually John Stevens' yeah. brother-in-law. <laughs>
0: but so, um, can we
2: talk for can we talk for just a second about how men can be involved in this Boo organization?
1: Sure, go ahead. While I'm sitting over here trying to navigate her event. Okay. Please talk well, the about things
2: it. One we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to post a link on how to donate directly to the shelter, and what's holding the link up is we're just waiting for the shelter to respond to us because we don't want to blast them and give their name or use them in our advertising until we have permission. That's just not nice, so we're going to wait until they respond to us, um, but we're going to post a link on how to donate to the shelter with a list of items that the shelter is in need of, and anybody, male, female animal, vegetable, mineral, whatever, can go to those links once we post them and donate money or items to the shelter in the name of who bitches. And that's how men can be involved because we're not going to have men at the event. Um, And the reason being we're not trying to exclude, um, but it is going to be an event where women who have suffered from domestic violence and abuse are going to be able to have a safe space to open up and if they want to, to talk about their experience and to grieve that experience and maybe let some of that go. So we want that to be a women's only safe zone. So we're not trying to be exclusionary. Um, But you can help by donating money. You can help by donating items and supplies. And the other thing that men can do that has nothing to do with is is be supportive of your partners. If they've experienced something like this and they want to talk, listen to them. Don't try to solve the problem. It's already happened, but listen. Be compassionate. Right. And you can also volunteer at your local domestic violence shelter because they always need a fella or two around to help with our air conditioner went out. We need shelving put up. The toilet is plugged. You know, we're women. We don't know how to do all this stuff all the time. Most of us do, but sometimes we need a little help. So volunteering at right. your local domestic violence shelter is a phenomenal way to give back and to help. Because sometimes having a male presence provides a, a sense of safety and security when the only thing you were able to get out of the house with was maybe your car keys and your kids. And I can't tell you as a domestic violence counselor how often I was an advocate for many years for safe Passage in DeKalb, Illinois. Um, the women barely made it out with their lives, let alone any of their possessions. And we always had right. one gentleman on site at all times to answer the door because these men would follow them to the shelter. So having a presence oh, yeah. there is always nice. Now that's something you guys, if you want to consider it, would probably be relished in the community. So that's how guys can help uh, in this event. And, uh, of course, if you want to cook stuff and send it along with your lady, we'll gladly eat your barbecued ribs. Send them on. We'll eat them. (laughs) Or if you make a really good cheesecake, we'll eat that too. So you can cook for the event. That's not a problem. Just send it along. Um, One thing I do want to mention is this is going to be a non-alcoholic event um, due to
3: the emotional
2: end of it. Due to what, what the spirit that's already on property that can really mess with someone, um, we want everyone to be at the top of their game so we can serve mocktails. But it'll be there's beer beer here, but no beer near here. <laughs>
1: right, that's right. Yeah. I think it's going to be an know. awesome event. I mean, what I mean that you've just got, like I said, you got you've got, like you said, the twenty four hours to be on the premises. You have three special guests coming. It's it's helping a good cause. Um, overnighter, three places to investigate. I mean, and it's sixty dollars, and that you know that goes to it domestic all violence.
2: And everything we earn is going to the shelter. So if I go to Sam's club and buy toilet paper, paper towel, paper plates, cutlery, that's coming out of my pocket. That's not coming out of the fund. If I go and buy a bunch of soda pops, it's coming out of my pocket. Everything that is donated, every dollar that we for ticket sales, every dollar that's donated, every product that's donated, going directly to the shelter. Right. I think that's real important for folks to know. Right. I was
1: still trying to look for.
2: Go ahead. Oh, the event. I said, that's also the reason why it's a non-refundable event. I've had some questions about, you know, if I can't go. So, ladies, if you buy a ticket, and I know it's a, a, a wave away in the 2020, you know, in the 2022, um, if you buy a ticket and realize, oh, man, I forgot my niece's wedding's that weekend, or you get sick, or something happens that you can't come, you can gift your ticket to another person, another woman, to attend. And just let us know and we'll change the names so that we have them on our roster. If you can't attend right. or you don't have anybody you can give your ticket to, your money's still going to go directly to the shelter. So that's the way to make a donation.
1: Right. Right.
2: So. Um, I just found her event,
1: <laughs> Duh. Ooh.
0: It okay. is
1: um, at Cabin on 360. It's at seven o'clock at seven. So they have their event listed on the Cabin on 360's page. Okay, if anybody wants to join that event, it's going to be with um Stephanie and um Eric and um, I have not met them in person yet, like I said last week he had he had a really good show. Dennis was on there. If y'all can go back in and watch that um that was an excellent show. I mean it really was so Eric like is his last name, and um like I said, I didn't want to do my own show. <laughs> because i was just you know bit, i think that's one of the best historical talks that Dennis has ever done i don't know why i thought that but that's how i felt it just it just kept me sitting there watching so and Dennis has done a lot of presentations about you know the cabin on 360 and the history <laughs>
2: One of the so places
1: I'd love to see you know, the blue bitches go is Panther Park. Yeah, that would be an that would be that cool would, too, and we can and get can there. Like it. We can get <laughs> we can get where we can go wherever you know wherever we want to go as long as we put the work you know into it, and we have a pretty good team of people that we that we're working with.
2: Absolutely. But Henrikus would be amazing. So would be all those ladies out in the woods.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've never I've never been to Henrikus. But I know I don't want to go by myself.
3: (laughs) Wait, what you say? What? Did I hear you say you've never been to Henrikus?
2: I have not ever. Girl. Girl, no, I haven't right clothes. You need to go. I know. Cheeto friend, Cheeto sister. I, I haven't
1: been yet. I,
2: You're going to join the Cheetos. That's how we met. Yeah. I bribed her with Cheetos yeah. and became an instant friend because I shared my Cheeto pups with you.
1: Yeah, she shared her my Cheeto, Cheeto pups with my me. That's how, we
2: established.
1: My. That's how we established our beautiful relationship that we have today. <laughs> Cheetos or though. Cheetos. <laughs>
2: Cheetos, listen, Cheetos brings people closer together. Yeah, because I need to wipe my oh. fingers on your shirt. <laughs> no. Come here. I'm going to rub your back for a second just to ignore those cheesy streaks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. You would do that, too. Oh, my gosh. we are going to have to no, watch I one use, of the events. I'd
2: use Dennis's shirt. <laughs> I'd use Dennis. <laughs> yeah. <for me. laughs>
1: No, our plan for Dennis is that we plan to hog-tie him, put him in a pink wig, oh and paint God, his fingernails. Cool. We have it all figured out.
2: Oh, I don't know. I think I'm going to order him a set of those Cardi B, you know, clacker nails and glue them on his fingers I mean, while he's hog girl, <laughs> I have some of those.
1: Like, I have hot pink Lee press-on
2: nails. It's perfect. Uh, they need to be longer... They need to be talons, you know, big long, hardy the I can't do it. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. the ones where he can flick his fingers and
1: then <laughs> scare the crap out of us in the woods. I could just see this all coming to play.
2: Click, click, clicky, clack, clack, click, clack, click, clack. Oh, that's <laughs> I, I said, you know, I think I've got the same size feet as you, Dennis. I bet I got a pair of high heels somewhere you would fit in, too.
1: <laughs> he probably could. That
2: would be worth it. Anybody got a cheese? That'd be
1: worth,
2: it. That'd be worth it. Yeah. Oh that would Lord. be everybody shows up at a TV. Oh my goodness. That's funny. Oh my God. That would be serious. Like
1: we would be called sluts, honestly. Buddy. Buddy
2: in
1: the we would be. Cause I, I have a clear cut. I told you the night I wore my pink wig and I had on my, I had on boots, tights, and a shirt. I can't remember the shirt I wore. And when I went out to the woods, we were running Necrophonics, and the guy goes, you slut. <laughs> oh,
3: no. And I'm it was so. you out.
1: Yes, yes, he did call me out. It was so clear cut, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, because I guess I didn't match, of course, their time era. But I will never forget, forget that recording. Wow. And I actually think we have it on a Facebook Live. It's somewhere down in my wow. videos. We have that. Um we have that where he says, You slut.
2: I'm curious to think about what it will be like when an all women group hits hits that land and all those soldiers yeah. You know, how many people yeah, are gonna I, get touched, how many people are gonna get their hair putted, how many people are gonna get their their clothing pulled on? And I I just, I'm really curious about that. And then what's the reaction of the women in the bravo are going to be?
1: Right. You
2: know, I'm just, I I just
1: wish I had an, I wish I had an outfit where I could, where I could wear as like a trigger object, like an old, you know, old historian (laughs) type outfit. Maybe if I lose some weight, I might be able to fit into one of Michael White's costumes. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> one, he's the only one I know that does the reenactments Besides Chris But I don't think Chris he, I think he's too tall And his arms are too long Chris Bolero I'm just
0: curious <laughs> he, might, he, he,
1: he might let me borrow A couple of things <laughs> I might be able to fit well, One finger do. in
2: his arm <laughs> They do have an entire Closet of civil work. There are costumes at Samplein that the reenactors wear. Oh. And I have a full set of Civil War Widows beads, like the full hoops and the, the whole kibosh. kibosh. I wonder if that would be a trigger. I, I, you know what? I, I wonder if you could, like, lug that with you. Well, I'll be driving down because one of the things we're going to try to do is have some kind of support for folks that do need to run to the grocery store or over to the 7-Eleven or you know, in, in case somebody gets hurt, we have, you know, if we don't need an ambulance, we have a car that can take someone to the hospital. Or even if you need right. ride from, you know, to and from the airport or to and from your hotel, that we can. That's another thing that i mentioned that we, we can talk about, too, because I, I don't know if everybody's going to want to stay on the property. Some people be like, hell to the no. Once they get there, they're right. gonna be like, I I ain't sleeping here. To find out if there's a, a hotel in Mechanicsville, that would host a lot of rooms. Is. So if somebody doesn't want to stay, they could get a discounted hotel room, and then we would just, you know, yeah. give them a ride back and forth from the hotel to the cabin and back whenever they decided that they'd had enough. <laughs> right, right, because some people do.
1: I mean, it's, the cabin, um, I've seen it affect quite a few people, even myself, my very first investigation there. I had to leave the um, basement of the Brook rancher because I had such an overwhelming amount of feelings and all I kept thinking about was in there I couldn't I couldn't help it and it was just so overwhelming that I left I had to get up leave I started to get nauseated I started to taste metal in my mouth and then when I got back to the actual cabin. You know, Michael asked me if I was okay because I just have never experienced anything like that investigating. And then the second time in the basement, um, something ran their claws up the back of my neck. And not only did they run it up the back of my neck, they ran it up Gene's, um, excuse me, John Stevens, the back of his neck, too. So we both had to leave at that point because when I start tasting metal, like a heavy metal, I know that blood has, like, a different taste. This wasn't the taste of blood like at Pamplin. When I was standing in that tent, I could taste blood. It was different at the at the basement. It was a whole yucky, metallic, nasty taste. It wasn't blood. So we That's had to leave.
0: Because I just,
1: you know, when I start, yeah, when I taste that, I know – for myself, I just exit because it's it's not a good thing to me. So I just, you know, left. But it's just been quite a few experiences there. But you could just yeah, – I'm, I, and, I'm and I can still, for
2: people to come to us and say, like, I, I'm out. I got to go. We'll just take your name yeah. off the list and take you back to the hotel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay. You know, come, come on yeah. back and we'll come get you in the morning for breakfast if you want to come on back. But I'll have my, right. my, and my we'll, dad during go with me so we can, we can at least provide rides if
1: we need to. Yeah, and I'll bring my smudge spray and kits with me too just to, you know, make sure people are really good and cleansed. And, you know, because like I said, things happen. I mean, the last investigation that I helped lead a lady just, she did not feel good. You know, she just, it just made her not feel well. And she ended up having to stop. So you know, you just you never know on any investigation what could happen. Um, you just right. don't know. So yeah, but seems, I I, I know there's that always I, a world I, of unknown. I, yeah, once we get you know our tickets all sold, then we'll then we'll you know talk to the. I th- I thought it was the Holiday Inn Express that was there. If somebody could co- quote me if I'm wrong on that. Um, I could have sworn that's what was like seven minutes from the cabin. It's not far from the cabin at all. So, yeah.
2: Well, and those you know, are arrangements we can make once we have the tickets sold, and then we'll start talking yeah. to members about what their needs are, you know, all the way through from medical conditions and allergies to food or allergies to out in the woods to... Uh, what kind of camping gear to bring and bug spray and what the wire is going to be looking like. We'll have as much detail as we possibly can so that people can be prepared. Right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: Exactly. And hopefully, hopefully it's a nice weekend that weekend, you know, um hopefully it's nice all the way around as far as where that weekend is concerned, because even if it rains, like we talked about, we still have the cabin in the ranch, Rancher. So it doesn't, that doesn't matter, but you we're know, hoping put, it does.
3: I'll put my rain boots
2: on and my poncho and go out in the woods. I don't care.
1: Okay, I yeah. I, I'll you put just,
2: my I'll put my rain gear on yeah. and go out
3: there. No worries.
2: Well, yeah, yeah I mean I've, I've been
3: out. out I've,
1: yep, I've been out with no um, you know when I went to uh, Old House Woods, we've we've went there in the middle of the storm. We don't run our we don't yeah. run equipment, but we have went out there and you know. We do that. Hell, that's the best time. I don't.
2: I don't recommend umbrellas out there because you know all the trees oh, and no. stuff, and the fact that you can get pretty gnarly stuck. But you know, if you got right. your rain poncho on and You're your rain right. boots, you'll be all right. Yeah, you'll be all
1: right. You can just be like one of these diehard right. Urbana Oyster Fest fans when they come out here, and they don't care. It could be pouring <laughs> lightning, rain, thunder. And they are die hard in their rain boots umbrella and raincoat they're just die hard oyster fest <laughs> people
2: rain don't stop them from <laughs> nothing <laughs> well oysters come on now,
1: yeah yeah That's crazy.
2: so what well, is is maybe. there anything else we need to talk about about that event? Is, does anybody ask any questions? I didn't see any too many i didn't
1: see any questions on my Live, the only thing I saw was Gene Wells telling me to smile, and I wanted to say that it was too moist out, but he's done left my show. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Gene,
1: he's a Yeah, I was gonna say it's too moist out, but he's already gone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, so I guess I we can't say that,
2: death, but you know, it's. If you can come out to the cabin on 360 next year, April 30th, May 1st, we would love to have you ladies come out and and do the first inaugural Blue Bitches event, and we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. I think it's going to go
1: places. And, you know, just to say, too, that there are a couple more events in between that, one is at the cabin July 31st. It's going to be with Holly Mullins, and then there's the second event, like I said, with um, Eric. Knapp and Stephanie, I always mess it up, Hutnick, I hope I say that right, please forgive me if I don't, their event is going to be August the 14th, Um, and like I said, you you know, you're never going to get the same thing at the cabin, so it doesn't, one event doesn't, you know, take precedence over another one, if you will, there's just, there's always different energy out there every time I go, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I never get and the Sometimes same you go same and left.
2: Yep. Yeah. I mean sometimes you go and nothing happens and sometimes you go and it <laughs> you're running through your car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now sometimes so far you know.
1: Yeah, I haven't had the experience. I haven't had that experience. I mean when I was doing Reiki up there when I was doing some Reiki and readings which I will be doing that September 25th at the cabin. I'll be doing Reiki and readings. I'm going to bring my stuff out there and do that and have some of my stuff available. Um, well, you're, you're going to do that
2: for the event too, right?
1: I am, yes, ma'am, indeed. Excellent. I'm going to do that Excellent. for the event as well. So um, I had my body cam on because I always wear a body cam when I go any to any investigation. And the minute I hit them steps, the first thing the guy said was, get out. You know, so, you know, I'm like, oh, my gosh. But, that, you know, you just never get the same thing at the cabin, ever. No. So, we got about four minutes.
0: I'm
2: excited. I am Four two. minutes? We've got, Freaking yep, we've four, got minutes. four minutes. Sounds like a Justin Timberlake song. <laughs> Didn't you sing a song called Four Minutes with Madonna? I got four minutes to save the world. Yeah, you got four <laughs>
1: minutes. Four minutes and 21 seconds. Oh, boy, what
2: can, what can we grump about for four minutes and 21 seconds? Well, Ooh. that
1: is going to be really Ooh. cool. I, I can't wait for the potluck.
2: You know, my biggest challenge is coming in from Illinois for the potluck. I Poor Hope is going to have to let me use her kitchen. <laughs> so
0: oh, yeah, potluck. girl, and I
2: know you
1: I know you can do some cooking, too, because I've seen some of your stuff on Facebook, and I just want to reach all the way to where you're at and eat it. It's good. It's I know. Good. I, I love, love to cook. Cook. I know. Yep, I, I know. Cook. And then
2: we're, we've been doing this low-carb keto thing, you know, kicking off 25 pounds doing it so far.
3: And uh, awesome. we eat, like, cause
2: it's because it's so yummy. Everything is so tasty. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I'm a I love by the dog. Hello, dog. Hey, Daisy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not.
1: I'm not quite there. I tried the keto. It didn't quite work for me. So right now, I'm just watching what I eat. And I did manage to drink my 151 ounces of water today. You'd be proud. How many times were <laughs>
2: you in the bathroom?
1: <laughs>
2: quite a few. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Your body will adjust to that though, and that will slow down a little bit. But I think it's awesome. awesome. Congratulations! Thank That's you. It's not an easy is it?
1: No, it's not. I even went to the extremes of ordering a just a big gigantic jug, a 128 ounce jug, and then whatever I have to drink after that, I'll do it.
2: How was your dizziness today after you drank all the water?
1: Um my dizziness feels um before I got the water in I was really dizzy. Um but my headache wasn't like it was cuz I've been getting headaches every day um for the last 2 weeks now. Um but that drinking the water it kind of I don't know I feel different knowing that I I'm more hydrated if that makes sense. Mhm. It
2: does. And I, it takes a while for your tissues to absorb everything they need, but You'll eventually get nice. I'll yeah. be happy. And I'm curious to yeah. find out how your dizziness is after you've combated dehydration.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me wow. too, because I honestly thought I was drinking the amount of water that I should have been drinking, and now I'm, I have found out through you that I was not. So <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> Take, no, really, I appreciate you. I you
2: just remember, anytime you ask a nurse a question, you have to get her a present for Nurses Week.
1: <laughs> That's right. Oh, I won't forget. I'll, I, when Nurses Week comes up, you can, yeah, I'll be sending you something. I, I think I'm, I'm
2: going to need some on some spray. Okay. <laughs> it's done. You know you got an unlimited I'll spray it on supply of that. You know you got so an unlimited.
1: Too. Yeah, that's, well, that's my top secret special evening. recipe. Well,
2: I'll yeah. tell you, it's awesome. I love it. I like to wear it as perfume. It smells so good. It's yeah, amazing. well, I, so what, listen, what's your we time, got, time now? Got forty seconds make to it? get our butt. Okay. <laughs> well, Gary, thank you so for sticker. having me on, and thank you even thank you even more for being my coordinator and partner in crime on this. I could, do, I could not do any of this by myself. And being able to have such an amazing team to work with has been such a blessing. And you, my Boo sister,
1: are a rock star. Oh, thank you. I love you. You're such a sweetie. From day one, I met you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Plug your next show because you got 30 seconds.
1: I am. All right. I will talk to you later.
2: All right. Love you, Boo Baby.
1: Love
0: you too. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the freaking awesome show. And now your host, Ange and Ryan.
4: out there. This is Ryan. And Angie And we are here at Camp Hanover, week three. Week three. I was talking to Kimmy earlier at dinner and I was telling her, it's weird. It feels like we've been here like a year. Really? <laughs> I swear this is the longest it's 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 not bad per se, but it feels like this is the longest three weeks. You know, yeah, it's, it, it's
3: going by really
4: quick. I think I might look back on it when I'm done with it. Like, and be like, okay, this went by really fast. But being in the middle, it's like when we had RJ and we were, like, going through it. And it didn't seem like it was going by that fast until we got to the end. And we look back, I'm like, yeah, hey, it went by really fast. Yeah, that last month flew by, though. Yeah. So,
3: yeah, I mean, I'm it's sure. It's so it a little longer for me.
4: Yeah. Well, everything. Yeah. I mean, in the moment, I guess, but you look back on everything, it feels like, like, it just flies by, you know. But but yeah, it'll. Before you know it, we'll be back, back home doing the freaking awesome show from our kitchen. Yeah. Again.
3: I'm super, super, super thankful. Super. I'm I'm super thankful to be here. You know, I was just thinking Um, about that. I just got called to the healthcare center, and I was walking back, and I was like, how lucky am i to be here you know to be basically working outdoors yeah to be around and touching like a bunch of kids lives and like those kids were so thankful for me showing up over there and they were all, oh thank you nurse angela thank you thank you and i mean just being so kind and Appreciative for, and I did nothing. I put cream on bug bites.
4: Hey, that cream you know, that cream does to a, a lot. Yeah.
3: Six year old, seven year old, it was the world. And, you know, I'm just, I'm lucky to feel this fulfilled in my job. You know, I'm lucky that RJ is, is literally sleeping, what, maybe 20, 20 feet from a goat pen and can just run we out. Saw and goat we and saw a deer. We saw a deer today.
4: Yeah. You know, it's. A deer. It's nice. It was nice out here, um, it's but absolutely beautiful. and you think about like you said, you know, these kids are making memories here at the park, park at the camp, and you know they're, they're having a good time, and you're going to be part of their memories. Like I remember uh-huh. Nurse Angela, man, she was so cool. She had the best bug cream. She
3: gave me a jolly Ranch. Yeah, man.
4: I, I mean, I love, I love Take going we over have there. I'm going
3: to find Starburst tomorrow because the little kid broke my heart. You know, I was giving them after they were all yeah. so excited and thankful for me just putting cream on their bug bites. I decided to give them all a Jolly Rancher. And this little boy looked at me and was like, but I don't like Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, kid, that's all I got. <laughs> so tomorrow we have to bar some All uh, right, we'll buy
4: some Starburst for <laughs> we'll him. Make sure everyone's happy.
3: That's right. That's but, so bad.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, you know. At least we're making the effort, and we'll buy them Starbucks Starburst tomorrow. Kind of a softie
3: tomorrow.
4: Yeah, these these are one of the people only like a a certain kind.
3: I hope
4: not. You know, what I saw the other day at Walgreens when I was coming to buy. Uh, what was it going to buy? Um Something.
0: Super glue. Super glue. Glasses.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Archie got a hold of our daughter's glasses and decided to uh, to oh, snap no. them. So I went to Super. I got to, went to Walgreens and found it was a display. Didn't have them there, so wanted would have bought them. All lime Skittles. Ew. That's, now, that's going to be part of our, our, our little thing we're doing. We buy weird candy. We keep it in our top drawer and sell it <laughs> in, like in 50, 50 years. years to make, like, $10 or something like that.
0: So, so far,
4: we've got um, the, the, the Skittles. They got warm in your mouth. Uh, birthday cake Kit Kats,
0: and um
4: and i think three three pebbles like Christmas bar or something yeah we've got we've got the radio going for, she's the nurse at the <laughs> camp, yeah, so it's all, sometimes if if I, if I if I sound like I'm distracted because I have that going on now they're singing, and now they're singing, okay, I'm gonna tell you a story. The story of how I hurt my foot. Oh
0: my
4: god, it's a hairy tale. <laughs> oh my god. So last Saturday night, uh, well, second of the Saturday afternoon, my friend Michael came over. Our to, friend Michael, our friend Michael friend. came came over uh, to show me the, the graveyard on this property. He used to dig uh, out here. Uh, he was part of an archeolo- His teacher was part of an archaeological dig out here in the early 90s. So he came out here to help out, and he you know, he found out there was a, a a big like a family graveyard here on the camp property. He was like, we'll I'll, we'll go out there. Maybe I'll figure it, I'll do some EVP sessions or something. Take my take <laughs> my phone out there, and uh, you know see what we can find. So we're going up, I have, and I have my work shoes on, because so I left my, my regular shoes at home. Like, I work at Pizza Hut, so I got the Pizza Hut non-slip shoes. They're not the best hiking shoes in the world. Anyways, so I'm walking. We're walking to the, uh, to the graveyard. We go, come, go into the woods, and there are these little bridges you have to cross. So it's just like a pallet of wood. It's like you know little smaller walking bridge. First one, I walked over just fine. Second one wasn't exactly the most secure bridge in the world. It's like half on, half off. My Michael, he walks across the bridge no problem. And, yeah, well, I hit, well yeah, I hit the wrong part of the bridge. I stepped on it, hit the wrong part of the bridge. The bridge collapses, all right? I fall down with the bridge. I twist my my ankle, Twists up underneath me. I fall out into, off the bridge into the creek or like a dry a creek. creek bed. It was a creek. A creek, creek bed. And I, I, I muscle, I got myself up. I pulled myself out of the creek. Like a man. <laughs> and I was like, I got I got to it. I'm like, I can do they start walking up all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, nope, I
0: can't.
4: <laughs> it almost just fell over again. So, but, yeah. So, I ended up, ended up twisting my ankle and spraining it. I thought it was worse than it is. Although, it's not, no. It's not completely, completely, like, healed or, you know. It was not feel in good. It for
3: everything you can it, you know,
4: I am hurting right now. And following, teasing RJ around. And, yes, I am milking it for <laughs> <laughs> I'm in pain, darn it, and you're going to know about it. <laughs> so I'm in this little slipper-looking thing. My ankles all swollen up. It is not. It is a little bit swollen. Up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <not a>, <laughs> up. It's not
4: all swole up. It's a little bit swollen. Swole up. So I got to go over to the doctor's. To So I'll plan on being fine by next week or whatever. But for right now, I am limping You're ain't gone. easy, as they say.
3: You're done. You're I'm
4: hobbling. Hobbling around, chasing RJ around. He was, so, he was last yesterday. He had done something. and he, I couldn't get to him. He was like, na, 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 na. <laughs> I was like, you son of a <laughs>
0: – <laughs>
4: you, son, you son of a me. That's all I had to say. All right, so tonight we've got uh, – Beyond the Veil, paranormal coming on the show tonight. They actually came out to the cabin. That's them right there. See with the question mark? Yeah. That's yeah. them. Four four three baby. Woo. Uh, they actually came to the cabin on three sixty um, last month or a month before last, and they got some pretty awesome evidence. Um, got some great AVPs, um, and so I was like, you know what? We should talk to them.
0: Let's
4: do it. Yeah. Let's have, I think we should go ahead and put them on the show right now. We babbled on enough. I bitched and moaned enough I'm on my angle.
3: <laughs> you
4: milked that. Yeah, I think uh, if, I, if I send me any sympathy cards, uh, we'll give you a <laughs> All right. We will, talk, we will talk to them. We'll go ahead and put them on the show right about
0: now. Hello.
5: Hey, guys. How's it going?
4: Hello. Welcome.
5: How are you? We're doing just fine. How about yourself?
4: Oh, we're good,
3: you know. Can I make it over here. Yes, yes,
4: I am. I am barely stitched together over here, you know. But I, I'm, I'm, I, I, yeah, I, I am. Uh, I'm pushing through the pain just to, you know, get you get through this show for you, with you, because you know.
5: <laughs> what do I do with That's, you. What, do
4: I, I, do, what do I do for you.
5: Right. I, I, can imagine like when I when I saw you posted that um about your son running away that is your son correct
4: it is my son yes
5: okay so that's when i saw the post i was i looked at the comments and then i saw that you had stood on a bridge and it collapsed and i was like i've i've been there before so i know that feeling
4: (laughs) you've 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 actually stood on a bridge and it collapsed
5: yeah so it's just like a partial it's like a kind of like a crossover between um two parts of a wooded area so it was just yeah. like a a really narrow kind of crossover but yeah i've stood on something like that and had it collapsed before so that's what ryan thing
4: yeah we just we just cross bridges <laughs> when we can <laughs> Right. if you see us if you see us crossing the bridge we better watch out because oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it may not last very long it sounds like after i put that on the post i'm like people are gonna think i'm a fat ass yeah. <laughs> oh, you said a bridge in the And it fell down. Oh, my God. We're probably been there since 1957 when
3: the stamp was open.
4: So. Like I said, it was like, I was almost diagonal. Like it was like warped and it was like half on, half off. And even Michael had said, this is going to be a treacherous bridge. I'm like, yeah, I know. And then yep, I was right. Very treacherous.
0: Same last
4: exactly. So how is your
5: summer going? It's going pretty good. We got, uh, Our daughter, she's 11, and she's home out of school for the year for the summer. So that's been fun with us both working and my fiancé working in the medical field and me trying to run my small business doing title research. It's been kind of a struggle, but it's going. We've done some pretty cool things here and there with her and been able to get out of the house and go do little really close-by day trips and things like that.
4: I love it. such a fun age, because yeah. you are still like they
5: still want to do stuff with you. You know,
4: you're still right. kind of cool. You know, I've lost that. yeah it's been, with my daughter. It's
5: been, <laughs> it's been, my, my it's been daughter, an experience, been. man.
4: Trust me. You know, when she gets older, you know, it's 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 different, but it's fun. It's still fun. Like, right? She's 18. Right now it's like a whole different kind of like relationship and daughter-daughter is 15 and she's getting into that oh wow yeah
3: you know it's so nice because you know we're at camp for the summer as you probably heard and Kimmy will just walk in the mornings when she gets up and hang out in the healthcare center with me and uh, that's awesome. Well, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Hang out cool. slash
4: hideout at the University Health Center. Right. i we'll be here chasing <laughs> the demon around.
3: Yeah. Uh...
5: So when I was a kid, I, right, right around the age of, I, I, I guess if I could really remember, um, I started having paranormal experiences at a very young age where my aunt currently lives in Delaware, um, used to be my grandmother's house. She now lives with my parents, like not even five minutes across the highway where their house is now, where I basically grew up in both houses. Um, both of which I had paranormal experiences starting at the age of six. Oh, wow. wow. So that, that kind of, um, I guess you would say, kind of sparked questions with me at a very young age. What was I experiencing and things like that? Because yes. I kind of saw them as, you know, as a kid, this was things that were scary, but other people were experiencing it too, I mean, family members and friends of the family in the house. So I, I kind of saw it as a normal thing. And as I grew older... And my parents bought the house where they live now. I was right around the age of sixteen, and paranormal experiences started there as well. For an example, the the first night we stayed at my my parents' house the night they they started moving in, all I had in the room upstairs was a recliner, and there's a, a closet that's pretty large in the room that the door opens in, and there was a mirror hanging on the wall so I could see the reflection from the room into that closet and I'm trying to sleep and I just kind of had an uneasy feeling throughout the day and didn't really like think about it a whole lot and I started getting that feeling again as I was trying to sleep and I looked in the mirror and saw a woman looking out from behind the door watching me try to sleep and what got me Mm -hmm what what really confirmed that i knew that something was actually there watching me was i watched the hand the fingers drag backwards off the door back behind the door and then the head moved back so that was kind of a that was kind of a a weird moment i guess you would say and from then on out i really started trying to research what i was experiencing so right around the age of 16 17 years old I started really investigating and doing research online and documenting things and whatnot, and that that kind of led me to here. So I've been investigating for – this would be my 18th year as as an investigator and researcher, but I didn't really go, I guess you would say, public with what I did until about five years ago, six years ago. I just – it wasn't something that – us around here, um, not me personally, but just the community, um, it wasn't as accepted as I thought it would be, so Mm. I was a little hesitant to really talk about it with others and things like that. My fiance, even, she knows pretty much everything that I've experienced from conversations, and she's been investigating with me for years now, too, and we just founded um, Beyond the Veil I think it was in 2019, and it's just us now. And we go around and investigate locations um, as much as possible. And it's been it's been a, le- a learning experience and a reality check for her as well. Because when um, we first started, she was 100% skeptical of everything. She was curious and had basically thought that she had paranormal experiences from time to time. And um, we did an investigation at St. Alvin's. We've done two and were booked for a third Third. and then COVID hit. But we had the one time that we went, which was the second time, we had crazy experiences. It was, we had a bowling ball roll at us and the bowling room downstairs there was multiple shadow people walking from room to room you could see them clearly it was like that dark that's darker than dark if you know what I'm talking about yeah oh yeah, well, yeah We've I've seen that And, and then, I've, yeah but we had that and then we had the I think we. I guess we consider them to be like elementals it's little blips of light here and there but they're different colors they almost are like tracers they trail and Mm -hmm. you could physically see them with your naked eye without the ir cameras or you know full spectrum anything like that you could physically see them throughout the room and um we also the time before just on a preliminary walk of the location we had a green ball of light about the size of a softball come up out of the floor and then went back down And the guy that was doing the tour with us of the building said that he had never seen that before. Well, as he's talking, like, did you see that? And replying, it came back up and then did a full circle around me and went to the bowling return, the bowling ball return. And when it went over towards the bowling ball return, it was so illuminated that my fiancé thought that we had shined the flashlight in her face. So it was confirmed by multiple people that we weren't just you know thinking we saw something this was something that illuminated the entire downstairs in the bowling room which is also the same spot where we saw what we consider to be the elementals and saw the shadow figures down there so that was a um, an eye-opening moment for for her and then from there on out she has been Head first, let's let's go, and it's been an experience, man. But we're still we're still learning, and obviously that never stops as an investigator. But um, we're we're still learning what what works best for us, if that makes sense.
4: Yeah, Yeah, you got to that's what you got to do. You've got to you know experiment and and just do what you got to do to to see what works for you, man. I love we love St. Albans. Yeah,
0: it's
4: a great place. Absolutely, uh, a few times to uh yeah, is that I've never heard of that it's, I've never heard of that happening
5: out there but again, yeah it's so much it's a, stuff happens out it, there I guess I don't know everything right right it's you know and when, when it happened obviously when it, anything like that obviously is going to be kind of unexpected but um,
0: mm-hmm.
5: even though we were already on edge when that happened um, it was like yep that confirms Everything that we were coming here for, you know, that 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 was reassuring that that we were in the right place at the right time. So, and And like I said, she was so cool. That she was. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was
4: gonna say it's so cool that you all you all saw it. It wasn't just one person. Oh, you see that, but nobody else saw it.
5: Yeah. Right. Exactly. A shared experience. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's such a beautiful location. It's kind of if you can look past the, I guess, the dismal side of things there, it's, you know, there's so much history to the building, not just St. Albans, but locations in general that people, you know, it's it's really, like, it's a piece of history. I mean, you, we're opening doors to things and and basically what I mean by that is this is history that not a lot of people get to see or read about it's investigators and paranormal researchers that kind of open open others eyes to what actually happened at these locations and and in the local areas areas aside from you know politics and things like that this is you know based on facts and written in history, but kind of tucked away and forgotten. And then we come along and, and, you know, basically display it for the world to see. And that's just something we kind of don't, don't want to take for granted. So we bring that up quite a bit that, you know, it's always about not just investigation, just the research in general and the history. That's what, that's what I, I think really keeps us, um, Interested is is the fact based history.
3: The that went on, not just the hunts that are going on. I have a question.
1: Sure. About
3: so your fiance you said was in the healthcare field, and I am as yes. well. So I feel like most people in the healthcare field are very scientific-minded. So Absolutely. when she goes about investigations, is she the more logical one that's like, you know, always tries to find the answer before, you know, they're like, oh, this is paranormal. Or
5: we you know, has, we she
3: just full-on convinced?
5: Right. No, this is, um, we're, we're extremely skeptical, even when we see things with our own eyes. It's like, we we try to debunk. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a good trait to have. It's, you know, we've thrown out so much evidence that we know is, you know, has a huge potential to be paranormal. But if we can't physically prove that, you know this can be one hundred percent debunked and, and deemed paranormal we don't We don't put a label on it because we we try to provide um as much truth to our evidence as possible so um we actually were going to do and this is cool i didn't really get to share this with with many people, but I'll, I'll share it with you guys i know ryan he's um are, are you a caretaker as well at the cabin yeah well my my family owns the property. Oh, that's amazing so this is kind of cool yeah. so we have a we have a theory um mm-hmm. we've been studying it for for quite some time now and i've I've bounced ideas off of other researchers and um we were actually going to test this at the cabin when we were there, but unfortunately, it was extremely rainy and just didn't work. the environmental conditions weren't um up to par with what we were trying to accomplish but we have a theory that when you think a paranormal experience like the physical side of it when when you hear that having a paranormal experience most people claim to have had disorientation and physical illness typically it's nausea or or you know they they feel really cold or they're just physically Mm -hmm. affected in some form and it's very similar to when you hear somebody talk about altitude sickness or altitude change. So we have a theory that we were going to test and try to confirm with instruments and things like that. Like we brought an alti- altimeter and um, data loggers and things like that, and we were going to test that theory to see if when a when a paranormal experience occurs, does the environmental conditions change, just just like and um, basically, altitude, you know, and, and the mm-hmm. environmental conditions with that. But like I said, the the conditions, weather-wise, weren't up to par, so we we scrapped it immediately. Unfortunately, because it was just it was um, not going so well off to start. Things were um, not in our favor. But we want to come back to the cabin and and test that theory. But I just wanted to share that with you because we haven't been able to speak on that subject very much, but that's where we were planning to try that.
4: <laughs> well, I think that's an interesting theory, and I would love for you to come back and, and test it out sometime. Like I said, I'd love to, you know, have you back and actually, you know, talk to you and stuff and, uh, you know, meet your fiancé, and, like, I'm sorry to miss, I'm sorry, I, I was, I missed you guys uh, uh, last time you were here. Um, I would love to, like I said, I'd love for you guys to come back and uh, and, uh, to test your theory out. You got some pretty cool uh, stuff at the cabin last time you were out there.
5: I really appreciate that. Yeah, we'd love to... Uh, we we really want to um, start looking at dates to see when we can come back out. We'd love to meet you guys and maybe even do uh, a little bit of an investigating to kind of share what we do mm-hmm. with you guys. It's We always love meeting new investigators and hanging out. We're pretty open-minded and things like that. So it's like we love meeting new people that share the same passions as us. But we, um, we actually stopped reviewing some of the audio to reanalyze some of our previous audio from the cabin and the house next door. And when we came, we originally started in the cabin and I was testing, um, I, brought, I do studio recording as well for music And I brought some of my studio equipment with me to run a boom mic in the middle of the room to do a live EVP session with a dynamic microphone and watch it in real time in my studio software. And we have audio from that that we have still yet to to review. And we have two other recorders that we still haven't reviewed yet, but we're analyzing things again and still finding things. And at this point now, We have anywhere's between thirteen and sixteen EVPs. Wow. Wow,
4: that's 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 incredible. A lot of people people go places and they'll get maybe one or two EVPs, and they're you know even not even
5: really that clear.
4: To get thirteen EVPs, That's,
5: that's amazing. Exactly. It was. We've never had, to be completely honest with you, we've never had that many at one time, and when we went into the cabin and set up some of our equipment here and there, and we, we, we took almost everything that we had and threw it in the buildings to try to capture every angle possible. And we had six recorders that, that dynamic microphone hooked to my studio software, three 4K cameras, a body camera, a Sony X1000V action camera, and then two other cameras. So we had, oh, and also we had a four-channel DVR ran at the house next door with EMF meters everywhere. And it was, you know, we gave it all we got and it paid off. But what was extremely weird was we had hardly any interaction as far as like a physical experience or things Mm -hmm. directly communicating with us in real time, it was almost as if it wasn't really wanting to, I guess, directly talk to us, but it had a lot to say, which was really weird because when we went in Melissa's room, that was, to me, probably the the best area where I could say that we should try more, Um, experiments as far as communication with like the data logger and things Uh like that. But we were trying to cover a huge area in a short amount of time with two people. So it was like, we were really bouncing around, but when we left and came back home and started reviewing, we were like, Oh my God, we have so much evidence right now, but it didn't seem like it. When we left, we knew that we had caught things, but we didn't know the extent of how much we had actually captured until we started plugging the recorders in and then looking at the DVR system. We had approximately, uh, roughly to say, 38 hours of just video. And we looked at every single second of that, literally on a 65-inch TV in our living room, we would come home from work and we'd plug it in for a couple hours and we'd just repeat day after day until it was done. And we captured some pretty interesting things, um, one of which being, which is very odd. I know the front of the house that faces the road on the, um, the house next door to the cabin, there is no windows in the basement downstairs. I know there's the panel on the bottom, but that does yeah. not illuminate or anything like that. It doesn't allow any kind of light to... Penetrate to basically um, illuminate anything in the basement, and we've captured. It's a light anomaly that flashes next to where the ductwork would start. If you're facing the house, it would be far left. So, it's a it's a anomaly that flashes and then it travels down full length of the ductwork, comes off of the ductwork, illuminates on the chimney, goes back up, and then it looks like something a roughly the size of maybe two basketballs exits the window on the back side of the house. Was that, so that wasn't like, so was that inside
4: the house you caught that or was it because?
5: Like yeah. In the, the basement was
4: actually okay. in the basement. Yeah. All right. And it wasn't so we, the headlights from a car. Cause sometimes when you're downstairs, when a car goes by,
0: yeah,
4: you can see the headlights in, in the, uh, It'll illuminate the headlights will illuminate the the basement from the little small window panels
0: um, so that
5: was that was our first guess. We even considered the the thought of us being outdoors coming up, shining a flashlight into the window. but once we started basically picking it apart, we had cameras running. In four rooms and then we had the three 4k cameras two of which we carried around one was stationary and then we left two at the cabin um, Mm -hmm. to record while we were not in the building so while we were debunking we noticed a, a kind of a trend there was over over 20 hours of DVR footage where not one car going by illuminated anything in the building in the basement we even tested the theory of us walking up with a flashlight at that point, if we were walking from the cabin and shining it left, it would have illuminated the side of the ductwork, but it wouldn't have been able to travel down because of the angle that we were standing at, walking towards the door so we We mm-hmm. went through a lot of a lot of really consideration when when we tried to debunk it, but what was odd was watching it travel down the ductwork and then coming off of the ductwork onto the the side of the chimney and then back up and then something exiting the window in the back. You can clearly see it block out the edge of the frame of the window and then exit, which was super bizarre because that is the only capture, um, that was any kind of, really it was the only piece of footage with any kind of light, including with cars going by that we captured on the DVR, which made it to us really, um, Really interesting, so Wow, that is that is awesome. I need uh did you have you shared that one yet
4: or uh
5: I actually just I like edited it. it down. It's it's in the video, but I, I actually edited mm-hmm. that clip down into an eighteen second clip. So once we're done I can send that to you um through actually I could I could inbox to you right now through Facebook Messenger if you would prefer that. That's fine. Yeah, that's cool. Definitely. So I'll do that real quick. But it was like I said, it was out of 20 plus hours of video footage, hearing and seeing the cars go by on the other cameras, and then seeing that. And here was another thing too: we had recorders in every room, so you could also hear the cars going by. So we tagged that, and
0: mm-hmm.
5: we would have heard we would have heard the car going by, and it's. There's oh, yeah, it's sorry. silent, silence
4: so, <laughs> so yeah, it was, I, it was pretty true.
5: interesting to see
4: that 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 is amazing um we have a we had you know we this, you know know you heard of twisted paranormal society um yeah, yeah, out here they came out they did they filmed the show out here and uh I was back in like two thousand and seventeen or something like we first started uh you know letting teens come in and investigate the cabin. And they set up right. uh, a camera in the back room of uh, of the cabin. And you could see the piece in the window, the window stays in the backyard, where the fire pit is, and you see see a, a orb of light travel, by, by the window, turn, and travel through the window towards the camera. Now, it was filmed I... in December, and there's no way the right. window would have been open, because it was like, like, like 15 degrees outside or something like that. It was really cold that night, and it's...
5: Wow, yeah. I think if it's the same clip, um, Dennis showed me a clip of something. I think it was the second floor at the cabin. The far, like if you go up the stairs, you turn right. It was the room at the back. Mm-hmm. That he showed so me a clip of that, but I'm not sure if it's the same.
4: That was. A, it was. A, it was. I thinking that was down. It was downstairs in the. It was the downstairs in like the room right below the room where the black light is or
5: or was. Um, okay, gotcha.
4: Because you go straight down the hall, past the bathroom, and you go to the it, the, the room at the end of the hallway.
0: Okay, and it was
4: it was in that room. They had the uh, the orb come through the window like that. Um, but you're right. You, you go on these you go on these investigations, and like you said, you, you really don't think you have much stuff because nothing a of stuff, time stuff doesn't happen in real time it's when you get exactly. home and you listen to the stuff and you like oh crap
3: this, this exactly. place is really actually
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, it wasn't that great this place is pretty cool yeah
3: i've, right. got, I've got tons yeah.
4: of stories about that you know when you get when you get evps and there's some evps you, you you get you you take your earphones out and you like look at them you put them back in your ears again you're cuz you because you can not believe what you just heard like what is exactly what the hell?
0: <laughs> exactly and that's <laughs> yeah. such
4: a... It is such a great feeling, I and mean, never, it never—I think it never goes away. It's just aim you know—it always excites me when I get a good EVP, no matter where I'm from, where I get it from—the from cabin or St. Albans or you know, Gorengsville exactly. or you know—it's motivating it's, uh, to think about it. Yeah, it's almost like a drug. You want it. You want it.
0: To keep <laughs> exactly. Going. You want to get
4: more of it. Exactly. You know? And like you, when I to have when your girlfriend saw that, saw that uh, orb at the uh, or that ball of light or energy, or whatever at uh, at St. Albans, she, she was skeptical. Right. And then she saw that, and it's like a light turned on. And I wish exactly. I could flip everyone's lights on and say, hey, this is what I'm, this is what <laughs> right. this is real.
5: <laughs> exactly, but it's man. an
4: experience that yourself, it's you don't really know.
5: You know, you right. can watch ghost shows. Know, Right. Yeah. And I feel like they're extremely, and we've talked about this as well, it, I feel like they can just entities in general can be extremely selective with who they, I guess you would say, let see what they do or see them physically and things like that or speak, you know. I feel like they can be just, like, generally speaking, selective with who they allow to to um communicate with them, you know, they, it's almost like they can sense our intention or how open we can potentially be to, or willing to communicate with them. You know, a lot of, a lot of different, um, a lot of different things have happened in situations that were completely unexpected for, for me personally, walking into locations, just just having a general conversation and then having an experience, you know, it's like,
0: mm-hmm. it,
5: it, it, it's never, it's never on cue, but it could be in a lot of ways. You just have to make that effort and, and be genuine just like you would be with an actual person. You know, they used to be people too. So we, we approached them very respectfully and, and open, open ourselves up a little bit and show a, a, a genuine um, side of us and, and try to give them um, a good personal impression to potentially communicate. So it's been, it's been really fun. um, Like I said earlier, learning um, what works best for us. And that's just been really the main thing is being kind and, being being genuine and and open opening ourselves up to to want to listen to to them you know not just there to ask them what's your name you know how's your day yeah. you know just not not general questions you know not 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 just questioning them the entire time just having a conversation so that's been pretty cool yeah that's the hard part for me is
4: trying to trying to get personable with that when i don't have someone like Answering my questions, or you know,
0: right. not, We're having a one-sided right.
4: conversation with somebody. You know, it's it's tough. It's I try, you
2: know, try not to go.
4: <laughs> yeah, you try not to go with the basic. You know what? You know, how how old are you? But you, you kind of have to to get like uh, you do, like a big, right.
0: You
4: know, and I, I mean, I, I realize when I answer asking questions, I'm probably not going to get an answer. You know,
0: right? But <laughs> right. I may it
4: something. You know, it's like it's putting all, putting I mean, bait on a on a lure and throwing it into the water, hoping hoping to get a uh, an answer or a catch or bite or something. Exactly. Yeah.
5: You know? I completely agree with you. I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, so it's it, it's
4: it's it's fun. It's it's. I was going to ask you what what kind of uh, method you use when you're when you're questioning, are questioning, like it's uh, like at a police station or whatever. But when you're trying to uh, get a response. <laughs> You're, you know, it's it's just because it, a lot of people have different, um, you know, ways
5: of, you know,
4: conducting an EVP session, you know.
5: Right.
0: I, so typically,
5: typically, what we generally try to do is just like I said was basic conversations. Um, we do ask basic questions. Obviously, we like you said too. We have to in a lot of ways, but opening or starting that conversation has been more of more of like an experience for us because we realize, like you said, you know, once you ask that question, you're like, man, I really shouldn't have started that conversation like that. It's just, you know, you can do that in real time with a real, you know, living person as well. You know, I know mm-hmm. we say things that we, we wish that we could change. So it's just like that. But we start yeah. typically with um, we lay out our equipment and we'll – set down our recorders and we'll present ourselves and, and for an example, like we'll say, hi, my name is Ryan and this is Alex. We're just here to visit your beautiful location. We would like to spend some time with you. If you would like to walk around with us, maybe show us some of your favorite rooms in the house or if you have a favorite toy or things like that, we would love to see it. Like just basic conversation. And try not to offend them and present ourselves like, you know, we're here, this is our place. We're aware that, you know, they are still here. This could potentially be their home in some form. So that's kind of how we approach it. And typically when we, even conducting EVP sessions, we set out equipment in case they want to interact. And um, we basically tell them that if they want to make any of the lights go off, If they can make it go off once for yes or two for no, Um, if they stand near the devices, specifically the EMF meters, um, can you make it go to a specific number? Things like that so we can really get a solid piece of evidence, basically, that's not going to be able to be debunked. So um, that's kind of how how we go about that. And um, it fluctuates. Not every day is the same. Not every investigation is the same. But that's kind of what we try to stick with is just um, being personable with them and, and showing respect and letting them walk us through it and giving them the time to speak to us instead of just bombing them with questions right off the bat.
4: Oh shoot. I had myself had my had you on. There? Mute.
3: You were on mute? I was,
4: yeah. Oh. I <laughs> <laughs> I did I just great silic silicory silicy. Yeah, it was I pretty much I pretty much solved world hunger here over here. I I've i I've, you know I i world peace is now but no, not anymore. It's gone.
3: Basically I I was I,
4: I, would, I think I was why did it you push me? I don't even know why it pushed me. Let's talk. I have, oh.
3: Taste
4: that. Hang on. I got to taste something real quick. She's great I for radio, he, by the way.
0: I
3: think <laughs> I know why he put it on mute, because, like, I had someone come in, and I had to, you know, address an issue and then I went to make some Gatorade, so I think he was scared oh my that... God. I know, I need to add water. Um, I think he was scared that someone was going to hear all that stuff, I, forgot I, I forgot I had <laughs> my earphones on. I have an
4: AirPods on. They wouldn't be able to hear it anyway.
3: But now that we're off, I'm, and there's only like nine more minutes left of the show, I'm going to ask my very favorite question. Sure. My, my favorite question is... Um, if you could... What is on your uh, paranormal bucket list? If you could go to three places anywhere in the world, money's not an issue, and investigate, what is your top three must-do?
5: I would say Blad's Castle, uh, the Ram Inn in the U.K., Ooh, yeah. and maybe even Alcatraz. I, I'm, I'm kind of uh, leaning in that direction as well.
3: Good one. Good.
4: Yeah, I mean, I would, I would go there. That
3: sounds,
4: that sounds awesome. This is a great
5: location. Yeah, man. I've, uh, I've really favored the the Ram Inn. That's one place that that and Vlad's Castle. That's
0: just. I've always loved those locations. So
4: what do you have? What do you guys
5: have coming up uh, with Beyond the Veil Paranormal? So we've been pretty much trying to get ourselves back to Pennsylvania <laughs> really it's, we we want to um, we we have to rebook really we we um, uh-huh. had a cancellation at the Samuel Miller mansion in Columbia Pennsylvania um, this would be our second time filming there so we're going back there but there's no specific date yet probably sooner than later um, uh-huh because we have some things in the, in the works that continue with our last um, investigation that, that we really need to um, film that we didn't get to last time. So, so the Samuel Miller mansion, we have plans to go back to Gettysburg and we're hoping to come back to the cabin very soon as well. So. I think we need to have
4: a part two of this conversation because there's a lot of stuff that I did not get to, I wanted to get into with you um that we did not get to, so sure. maybe later I on love the year, you, um I'm gonna try to maybe october we can uh sure that sounds good we can we can have you back on the show because like I said we're kind of just scratched the surface of uh you the know, stuff I want to talk talk with you about um tonight um so i want to absolutely I want to thank man. you. Thank you definitely thank you for taking the time to come on the show with us tonight um
5: I appreciate the, uh, you guys having me on
4: yeah, we'll definitely appreciate it and uh, we'll be sharing some of your videos and stuff of course, with all your other investigations, not just the cabin ones. you know we'll share all the all your all your stuff and uh maybe we' can, we'll have you out um maybe have you guys out as a special guest investigator at one of our public events we have down here as well um definitely we, awesome. we would you absolutely come down love to for that. Perfect. That would be
5: awesome, man. So we'll, we'll, we really appreciate we'll,
4: it. No problem. We'll get in touch with you about that, and uh, we got some stuff coming up here. Uh, maybe you guys can get involved in with us. Um, so we'll be in touch, and awesome, man. Uh, we will we will talk to you uh, in a few months and see what. Thanks, what, man. See what's tru- going on. All right, man.
5: I truly appreciate it, man.
4: You you no problem. You have a great time. I, I appreciate a great great time. Great <laughs> night,
0: <laughs> and yes, I
5: appreciate
4: too. you coming on the show. And uh, thanks dude, so dude, much. it pain's good, it's good, it's good to me. All right, talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye. Take care, guys. Good
5: okay. night. See ya.
4: Bye. You can tell I'm a pro- pro- professional broadcaster here. You know, putting people on, putting <laughs> well, myself on the week. It was so hot
0: you know. Today, like yeah. Fried.
4: It, was so hot. it yeah it was pretty it was pretty bad. I think uh think I might have you might want to have Lyle lots on the show next week.
3: Yay, I hope Tana as well.
4: Or I might or
1: Or
3: is it just Lyle might
4: be might be John Clem. <laughs>
3: maybe you should do
4: some research. No. Uh, is either Lyle Latz or John Clem. And then we have Holly Mullins uh coming on the show on a special which is I'm sorry to say this but a special Sunday night episode with Holly.
3: Yeah. You, you know yeah. I won't be here. No, she and won't be
4: here. For RJ, so good luck with that. I think I got I got him to sleep at
3: oh. 8 o'clock.
4: Oh. Uh, she's coming down to, to do her having a uh event at the cabin. She's doing a seance and um have them doing some reading to the cabin on the thirty first of July. So if you're in the area and you want to come down and hang out with us at the cabin on three sixty on july thirty first, we'll be there all day. So
3: And probably all night.
4: probably all night, so uh we're looking forward to it. And uh thanks again to Ryan Seymour from from oh, Beyond the Veil Paranormal for coming on the show. Thank you for that. And uh we will talk to you next week. Same freaking awesome time. That's right. Have a good one. Lucky
3: Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.